Welcome to Locked On 49ers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Brian Peacock with you on this Friday edition. Happy Friday, everybody. I'm going to keep this episode short because, of course, there is a football game tomorrow. The 49ers and Broncos kicking off the preseason schedule Saturday. Oh, wait. What's that? Oh, yeah. They, they canceled the preseason. All right. No football games. No football games this month. But it's all worth it. If a month from now, September 13th, the 49ers and the Arizona Cardinals are kicking it off for real. A day after the George Kittle news broke, Kittle signing a five-year, $75 million contract. You can go back to yesterday's show if you want to hear my thoughts on the new Kittle extension. A pair of pass catchers have been signed today by the 49ers. Tavon Austin and J.J. Nelson, what does that mean for the depth chart there at wide receiver? We might as well take this opportunity to do a preview of that wide receiver position on today's show. What that group looks like now in training camp and uh, man it should be a highly contested battle as it already was going to be and we have some audio d ford and k1 williams taking the virtual podium talking with reporters this week and uh, especially d ford man had me ready to run through a wall so we'll hear his comments about the upcoming season on today's program as always you can find me on twitter at bd peacock hit me up there with any questions you have and i'll Answer them on the show next week. I'll probably do another Twitter show, a Monday mailbag, something like that. And then I always usually hit a few questions with Nick Winkler on our Winky Wednesday episode. So whatever's on your mind right now in Ninerland, find me on Twitter at BD Peacock. You can always email the show as well. Locked49ers at Gmail. Also have some podcasting news coming next week too, so stay tuned for that. And by the way, tell a friend about all the podcasts here on the network. Even if they're not a Niners fan, let them know their team is covered. You can also find the NFL Wide Show hosted by myself and Matt Williamson, former NFL scout at Locked On NFL. According to Adam Schefter, news dropping Friday that the 49ers plan to sign veteran wide receivers J.J. Nelson and Tavon Austin pending physicals per league source added depth in an area in which Debo Samuel is likely to miss the start of the season that from ESPN's Adam Schefter and I mean the name of the game is speed if you're adding those two guys Tavon Austin ran a 4-3-4 coming out of West Virginia I mean he was one of the most fun prospects I've seen over the last decade the way he made people look silly in college he was such a dynamic athlete he didn't play up to his lofty first round draft status the NFL and has bounced around a little bit last playing with the Cowboys, but I, I like the fit and I can see why the 49ers wanted to bring him in. JJ Nelson, even faster, ran a 428 at the combine when he was coming out of college. Really skinny, but he can flat out fly. So the 49ers wanted to add some speed. I'm guessing to make up for the speed they lost when Travis Benjamin and in some of that veteran leadership, even though, you know, these guys aren't someone who are going to jump in and be number one wide receivers, they're veterans. They've been around the league. And the 49ers lost both a veteran receiver, which they don't have a lot of on the roster, and speed when Travis Benjamin opted out of the season. So they're going out to bring in J.J. Nelson and Tavon Austin. I think Austin has 
the best shot at sticking on the roster because special teams is where he can earn his place and then he can jump in and do a number of things. They could line him up outside in the slot, in the backfield, hand him the ball on jet sweeps. Um, he can make plays after the catch. He's a very Shanahan type of wide receiver, so I'm not surprised. And I'm actually kicking myself that I didn't put that together. It'd be like, oh yeah, the 49ers are definitely going to sign Tavon Austin if he's a cheap free agent, right? Because he just fits too perfectly what Kyle Shanahan loves. So I'm interested to see how they do use Tavon Austin. I think he's got a pretty good chance to stick, but I mean, JJ Nelson, they've got not even counting Benjamin who opted out. They still have 12 wide receivers now in training camp. A couple of them hurt. Debo Samuel's got the broken foot. Richie James with a broken wrist, but 12 legitimate players that could make the roster for the 49ers. So there is going to be a ton of competition there. How do we expect that to play out? That's a tough question. Debo Samuel, obviously a very important player for the 49ers coming into this year. As Schefter said, you know, he could miss the beginning of the year. He might not be back until, say, week four. And the 49ers have to be prepared for that. But they were probably counting on Debo being the dude this year in year two and taking that big jump in his sophomore season. But instead, he's going to be hurt at least through camp. And, you know, there's a pretty good chance he's going to miss you know, a couple of early games of the season, which isn't a huge deal as long as he's himself when he does get back and he doesn't miss a ton of time. And he still could get back for week one. You've got Dante Pettis, Brandon Ayuk, the first round pick, Kendrick Bourne, Jalen Hurd, Tavon Austin, J.J. Nelson, who were just added. Seventh round draft pick, Jawan Jennings. You got Sean Poindexter, Chris Thompson, Richie James. 12 wide receiver. Trent Taylor makes the 12th. 12 wide receivers that will be battling for roster spots, starting spots, playing time. It's going to be wild, man. It is going to be a wild training camp. I wish we were going to be able to see more of it. We will have some live look-ins, though, next week, starting on the 17th, and they're going to start putting on the pads on pretty soon, and, and things are definitely going to start ramping up at training camp. So we will get some glimpses of some of these players, minus Debo and minus Richie James. Richie James might get back for the end of camp. I, I, I don't think he's that far off now from potentially getting back, but um, that's tough. I mean, the number one thing I see here with, and it, it was kind of the same idea of when they added Travis Benjamin, who was a speedy wide receiver, maybe a little undersized, but could play a role on offense as a reserve and be your top kick returner. Well, that's exactly what Tavon Austin can be. And that makes me feel like Richie James is probably not going to make the roster if they're trying to upgrade over him as a return man, unless he really shows something as either both a returner and on offense, but he's not going to have that shot in training camp now to win his job and fight off some of these comers like Tavon Austin. So I really think there's a good chance Richie James is gone. Uh, the moves the 49ers have made this offseason really point to that. How would I project out this depth chart? 12 wide receivers currently. They can't all make it. Maybe only half of them can make it. The 49ers usually take about six wide receivers. Maybe they take seven wide receivers if Debo's not ready to go to start the season and then, you know, see what happens there with injuries. And maybe when Debo's ready, they keep seven still. Or maybe they have to send somebody back to the practice squad and see if they can sneak them back on there or cut somebody or trade somebody. There's a lot of ways this could go because there's so many question marks at the wide receiver position. So coming up, I'll break down how I think the depth chart projects when the team breaks camp and goes into the regular season.
coming up on Locked On 49ers. But first, I would like to tell everybody out there about Built Bar. Built Bar is back. We sold them out. All of their bars, they came back. New flavors, some of the same old flavors, new packaging, and a special deal for our listeners. And again, if you don't know what Built Bars are, you got to check them out. They are a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. High protein, low calorie, low sugar, high fiber, great for a keto diet. Look at these flavor profiles. One of my favorites is peanut butter. You get 19 grams of protein in that one, only 180 calories and five grams of sugar. If you want even fewer calories, check out the cookies and cream, a new flavor that I'm excited to try. 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories and only four grams of sugar with four grams of net carbs. Special offer for our listeners. And by the way, Built Bar has reset their promo code, so if you've used it before, you can use code Locked On again and potentially get a free cooler with purchase. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code Locked On, you'll get $10 off your next order. That's promo code Locked On for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. And we're just talking wide receivers. We're not going to mix tight ends or running backs into this pass-catching mix. Just wide receivers. How does this look in training camp? Well, Debo's obviously the, the guy. He's the number one guy. So you have Debo on one side. I think the 49ers obviously spent a first-round draft pick because they expect Brandon Ayuk to be the guy on the other side eventually. Hard to expect a rookie wide receiver to be ready to go week one, especially with this offseason. And Shanahan's playbook, and I've talked about it a lot, don't expect too much from Brandon Ayuk early. You know, week eight or nine, will he be ready to go? Will it be Debo healthy and Ayuk and let's go? And, and that's the dynamic duo at wide receiver. I think that's where the 49ers expect it to go. That's where they hope it goes. But week one might not have either guy starting for the 49ers. So if I'm projecting out this roster and let's say Debo does miraculously get back and he's ready to go to week one. So Debo's on one side as a starter. On the other side, I think it's got to be Kendrick Bourne. That's the way I'm projecting this thing out. So Debo, Kendrick Bourne, make the team probably week one starters if healthy. If not, who's playing Debo's position if he's out? There's a number of candidates. Dante Pettis, second old man on this roster. Jalen Hurd, could he possibly win a job out of camp even though he's never taken an NFL snap? He's talented enough. Brandon Ayuk, will they... I talked about this a lot too. What positions are, do you want Brandon Ayuk to learn? And he doesn't have a lot of time to learn a number of positions. If you want him to play a little bit in the slot, you might want to teach him there. Do you teach him both outside wide receivers? So that way he could play with Bourne and then potentially with Debo in, in front of Bourne at some point? Or do you just want to lock him into one position, have him learn the position that you want him to play and learn that kind of behind Kendrick Bourne or something like that this year? There's a lot of questions on how they're going to do that. And I'm, that's one of the things I want to see in camp is see what position Ayuk is running from. If we get some of those glimpses. Tavon Austin. I think he's got the edge as the lead kick returner. And he can do a number of things that Shanahan, I'm sure, is looking his chops at, at, at putting him in positions to um, make plays, catch and run stuff, short, intermediate, hand the ball off to him, move him around. You can put him in the backfield. So... Tavon Austin, to me, seems like someone who's got a pretty good shot at making the roster, even though he's just on the street as of August 13th. Trent Taylor, if he's healthy, he's going to be the number one slot guy. But Jalen Hurd could be the big slot guy. Uh, you know, you still have some tight ends that could work out of the slot and a fullback and some running backs that could work out of the slot, too. Essentially, every player 
on the 49ers roster that's not a lineman can play in the slot. Austin, Pettis, Hurd, uh, Debo, and Ayuk, and, and Bourne can move around. They can all do it. Jawan Jennings, Richie James, all of those players could, I'd be fine with any of them playing even the lead slot role. So that's where the 49ers depth will help, but they have all of these players. Maybe it doesn't shake out to where the competition breeds, you know, a star player or anything like that, but they should have depth and whoever is the number three is going to be all right. He might be just as good as the number two and just as good as the number four. That's the way this thing is, is looking right now with this shotgun start into camp with, with so many players, 12 wide receivers that legitimately have a shot to make the roster. So if I'm projecting it out, I've got it set up like this. Z wide receiver, you got Debo. Backing him up is Dante Pettis. Jalen Hurd is the big question mark here. Is he going to really push for a starting job? Is he going to be mostly a slot player? I don't know, but I've got him out there as starting camp, at least, as the number three, and, and we'll see what happens with Dante Pettis. We'll see what happens with Debo's injury on that side. On the other side, it's pretty easy. Kendrick Bourne, Brandon Ayuk, uh, Tavon Austin could play probably at any one of these positions. Tavon Austin could play the slot. Then you've got Trent Taylor in the slot with, you know, her backing him up. And, and as I mentioned, any number of players on the 49ers roster. So those are the seven wide receivers I have projected to make it. And I'm projecting seven instead of six because Debo's already coming into the season hurt. Debo, Pettis, Hurd, Bourne, Ayuk, Austin, Taylor. Seven wide receivers making the roster. That means there's a number of players that did not make the roster. Well, one of them is really easy. Seventh round wide receiver out of Tennessee, Juwan Jennings. I mean, how hard is it going to be for a seventh round wide receiver among these 12 guys to make the roster and have a role? It's not like he's going to be a kick returner either. There's, you know, is he going to be a special teams player? Can he, can he notch out um, a role on special teams just to get himself on the roster. No, I, I think Jawan Jennings is headed for the practice squad. I mean, that just makes the most sense. And I don't think teams are going to be falling all over themselves to claim Jawan Jennings because they probably won't know what they have. They won't have any preseason games to watch and be like, okay, yeah, he's legit. He, he was a seventh round draft pick for a reason. From what I understand, there's a lot of teams that didn't even have them have him on their draft board, not even for football reasons, but for other reasons. And he ran a four seven as it is as a wide receiver. So I don't think there's a huge opportunity that Jawan Jennings gets snagged by another team anyway. A rookie seventh round wide receiver, exceedingly difficult, especially this year, to have a player like that ready to play and and uh, play a, a big enough role to where you're worried about not putting him on the practice squad. So I've got Jawan Jennings projected to the practice squad along with Sean Poindexter. And that means there are three players that are out. Maybe they can find a trade partner, get a late round pick for... Richie James, but J.J. Nelson, who they just signed, I have him getting cut at the end of camp. Chris Thompson and Richie James. Those are the three who do not make the team in any capacity in this roster projection. I think James has some value still. I mean, if you listen to the show, you know I like Richie James, and sometimes I go overboard on it and play it up, but I really think he could catch on with a team like New England or Tampa and catch a bunch of balls and play in the slot and be a really productive player and you know there's going to be some teams that maybe need someone who could who has experience returning punts and kickoffs and can play inside and outside I mean that's got some value so I don't think I think if there was a training camp he would have had an opportunity to make the team but not being able to compete with everybody else and the fact that Pettis could maybe return some punts and Brandon IU could be a kick returner Tavon Austin obviously could Trent Taylor could even you know at least catch punts and 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 he's done that before so 
they probably have the return game covered if they do cut James, and that's been his path to the roster his first two years. There you have it. Do you disagree with me? James, Nelson, Thompson, gone. Jennings and Poindexter to the practice squad. Debo, Pettis, Hurd, Bourne, Ayuk, Austin, Taylor make the team at wide receiver. And remember, last year at this time, it was supposed to be Dante Pettis and Marquise Goodwin as the number one and two going into the season. And, you know, halfway through the year, it was Debo Samuel and Emmanuel Sanders. So who the hell knows what's going to be going on by October? Hit me up at BD Peacock. How do you see this wide receiver group playing out? Who do you expect big things from? Maybe a sleeper to produce more than we expect or a surprise trade or cut out of that group. D4 took the podium this week and talked about his, again, surgically repaired. I don't know how many surgeries he's had on his knee, but this one wasn't as major as the ACL he's had in the past. Dating back to college, he's had some knee problems, tendonitis, you know, something that's never going to go away for him, I'm sure, as far as pain goes. But uh, he seems like he's feeling a heck of a lot better coming into 2020 than he was in 2019. Well, I'll definitely be a full participant. Uh, all season. That's my goal. Um, as far as how I feel, it feels, feels really good right now, just working in a football shape. Um, Dr. Andrews did a great job this offseason uh, cleaning me up, getting me right. I've been working even through these uh, weird times, been working all offseason. So now it's just about getting in football shape. So, But as far as 11 on 11, I plan on being in all of that all year. But wouldn't that be something? 100% D Ford all year long. I mean, he doesn't even have to be that. I've talked about it on the show. If second long, third downs, second long, we're good. 50% of the snaps this season, we're fine. If D Ford can hit that, I mean, if he really is ready to go in every 11 on 11 and all day, every day as he wants to be. And look, the player is probably the last person you should go to for a realistic outlook on what someone's going to be because, you know, everybody feels like they're invincible and everyone thinks that. Uh, they're going to be the greatest, and you have to have a ton of confidence when you're in the position that these guys are. So not faulting them for it, but usually that's not the place to go for the most realistic expectations. But D4 sounds pumped, and just listening to him talk about a lot of these things in 2020, uh, it gets me excited for the season. It gets me excited to watch D4 this year, and maybe makes me feel a little bit more confident that he's going to have an opportunity to be out there a lot all year long and that would be massive for the 49ers defense Kyle Shanahan used the word obsessed about the 49ers drive to get back to the Super Bowl D Ford was asked about that very thing um something as simple as getting off on the ball for a defense alignment that's that sounds very simple but you look you cut on the tape not a lot of guys get off the ball every play you know what I mean so Focusing on focusing on something like that goes back to that one percent that I was talking about earlier. Uh, we're trying to get we're trying to get better. We're trying to reach our full potential, even if it's one percent a day. We don't care what it is. We are, we are obsessed with just getting better. That's hard to do when you're as good as we were last year. You know what I mean? And you really don't try to reinvent the wheel. You just focus on small things. Be obsessed with detail. That is that 1% that we're fighting for. Ford really talked a lot about details. And he mentioned the 1%. He, he mentioned how if every player just gets 1% better collectively, how much better that makes you as a team. 
and I, I love listening to D Ford talk. He's, he's just a laid back dude and he tells it straight and he, you know, he has a little bit of a philosophical outlook when it comes to football. So I, I like listening to him talk. We'll hear D Ford's comments on Javon Kinlaw, George Kittle. We'll hear from Kwan Williams coming up. One thing the D Ford spoke on that everybody seems to be in agreement with is Javon Kinlaw came in to camp with the right mindset for a rookie and he's a beast. He's very he wants to be a sponge. He wants to soak everything up and he wants to learn. Um uh, he, he reminds me of Bosa when he came in. Didn't don't, didn't say too much, not trying to be and when you're a first round draft pick, you can come in and you can smell yourself and you can be a little entitled. Uh that's not him, that's not his DNA. He fits he fits in well with the, with the guys. So um when you come here, John and, and Kyle, they get specific players. So nine times out of ten, if they got them, they, they brought them here, they know what type of character they have. And so far, he's been everything as promised. And he's going to get better. He's going to get better. Um, he's behind the eight ball. Every rookie is because of uh, the virus and all that. And you can't get OTAs. OTAs was crucial for me, um, especially with learning a new position my rookie year. So I can only uh, imagine, you know, where his mind is right now, but he's handling it very well. Smell yourself. I've, <laughs> I've never heard that term, but it's amazing and it makes perfect sense. Oh man, I love that so much. First round pick, walking into the locker room, smelling himself on the first day of training camp. Oh, I love that. But yeah, no, I mean, that's, look, that's one of the things that John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan have done, and it's so important. And look, even when they've made some mistakes, I've talked about this before, even some of the free agents they brought in early on that didn't actually help them win games, did they set the right locker room tone that eventually would help and lead to winning games? And even, you know, maybe you're disappointed about Solomon Thomas's production on the field, but does he help? A, did he help build a locker room culture and cultivate this winning atmosphere? Maybe, and I think there's something to it. And I love hearing D. Ford say that, you know, he knows, he knows, he feels it. He's like, I, I know what kind of people they're going to bring in. And they're going to bring in the right types of dudes. And that that's very clear. And maybe the best thing that John Lynch has going for his resume right now is that atmosphere, the types of human beings he's brought in to the 49ers. I mean, that, I, I can't remember a locker room that felt this confident, but also loose, and you expect great things from these guys. It's, it's an amazing place that the 49ers are in right now, looking back to where they were a few years ago before John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan were hired. And, you know, it's never going to be perfect. It's never going to go exactly the way you want, but uh, kudos to the front office for bringing in the right kind of people. I think it's important. And, it, you know, from all reports, it sounds like Javon Kinlaw is one of those guys, and when he's getting compared to, to Bosa, I think that's uh, big time. Man, smell yourself. I love that so much. That is perfect. I'm going to use that word. I'm going to use that term uh, at least once per week, probably for the rest of my life. I love that so much. But the other part of that, what D Ford said is really important too, about, you know, slow down. Don't expect too much too soon from the rookies this year. I think it'll be obviously easier for a defensive lineman than say a wide receiver, but they missed a lot. So there, there's going to be a learning curve for some rookies, and we're going to see it probably throughout the league where early on in the season, you know, some guys are going to get thrown in, of course, and I think Javon Kinlaw will be out there a lot early on. But there's a there's a learning curve for these NFL rookies, and they didn't get any OTAs, no training camps, or no uh, mini camps 
They have training camp practices, fewer training camp practices, fewer padded practices than normal. No preseason games to work out the kink and, and make those mistakes and learn from those mistakes. So it's going to be tough for a lot of rookies early on this year. Then Ford spoke on George Kittle, and he talked about facing Kittle when Ford was a member of the Kansas City Chiefs and how much chirping there was going on between Joe Staley and George Kittle and D Ford. Again, you can feel the brotherhood when you hear D Ford talking about his teammate George Kittle, who just got paid. I do remember that. I remember that game. Uh, me, him, and Joe talked a lot when I was in, in my last year in Kansas City, in, in between the plays. So it was a, it was a very fun game. Um, Kittle's Kittle, man. He's a beast, and of course, we we planned for him. And he still, uh, still worked us, and it it was fun. Great competition. Um, as far as practice, Kittle was Kittle. Uh, he's gonna make plays. He's gonna block. He's best blocking tight end, best catching tight end, best tight end in the league. So um, it's always good competition going against him, and I'm proud of him. And uh, he really deserves every penny. George Kittle deserves every penny. Uh, I absolutely agree with D Ford on that. Love it. Love hearing D Ford talk. The camaraderie. Like, d- d- doesn't it make you feel good about the 49ers process and about their Upcoming season, upcoming seasons, plural. I, I just feel good listening to D Ford. Just makes you feel calm but confident at the same time, right? Let's shift gears here. Last one for today. K1 Williams at the podium yesterday. Uh, talked about a few things. Number one, uh, just to go along with what D Ford is talking about and what we've heard from every single player from the top down, front office, coaches, players fans the mindset of this season the revenge tour in 2020 uh everybody just got their mind on one goal and that's just uh, attacking every day and um not not you know not forgetting what what got us here you know just being able to work hard every day and just just try to get back to that moment so we can finish it got to finish it you got to get there first though uh i I do hope the 49ers aren't overlooking you know some early opponents in the season or they're going to come out like a buzzsaw and just start wrecking teams from the start so yeah just a couple of things that are in the back of my mind that make me a little bit worried with how focused on winning the super bowl the 49ers are is you got to get there first you got to make the playoffs you can't screw up in the playoffs because you're one and done there no matter what you can't overlook any opponents they've got to still win weeks one through 16 and then there's the middle grind have they been grinding too hard on that idea all off season long that Second half of the year, they're going to start falling flat. So those are the things that worry about me, uh, worry me just a little bit about how hard the 49ers are obsessed, as Kyle Shanahan and D Ford have said, about going back and, and winning the Super Bowl because you got to get to the Super Bowl first. But that's a hell of a lot better than oh, I hope we don't suck. I hope we, you know, hope we can compete. You hear coaches, I just want to compete. It's like, oh, you're screwed, man. Final clip from Kwan Williams here, and this is an important one. I'm glad he was asked this because his position, not not only him as a player, Kwan Williams is one of the most underrated players in the league, most underrated cornerbacks in the league, and his position, that nickel cornerback, that slot position, you have to have a versatile skill set there, and it's one of the most underrated positions in the league, and people don't consider it a starting position. I fully consider it a starting position. I think there's 12 starters right now around the league on offense and defense. When you start talking about the nickel packages and base packages, there's more than 11 starters on almost every unit 
in the league. 49ers offense and defense are included in that, and K1 Williams is that guy. And so I'm glad he was asked about it, uh, what it takes to play that nickel role in the NFL. With a, playing nickel, you just got to be real disciplined, and you got to got to love your job because, you know, you got to do a lot of dirty work. You probably got to fit in a run game. Um, you got to cover well, cover these slot receivers well. Um, you just got to be a, a complete defender, being a smaller guy in there, being able to mix it up with some of the big guys and uh, cover the smaller guys. I don't think people realize how hard that is. Being a corner on the outside is hard enough, but inside now you got a two-way go. You don't know which way this receiver is going to go, what kind of player you're going to line up against. And I love that. you, you got to love your job because you're going to have run fits. You're what, 5'9", 190 pounds or whatever Kwan Williams is? I don't know what he's listed. He's not the biggest guy. So he's got to come down on blockers in the run game. He's got to cover tight ends, big slot receivers. He's got to cover the quickest, fastest receivers in the league. A lot of teams now more than ever are just putting their best option, their best pass-catching option in the slot on third downs to try to get a matchup. So that's what a nickel cornerback or a nickel player that's sort of a, I mean, these days, that safety hybrid, that that's all become interchangeable at that position. So Kwan Williams, who's an upcoming free agent, said he's not really worried about what he's going to get paid. He's got an agent to take care of that. He's just going to ball out this year and make what he makes. Um, I don't know if the 49ers can afford to bring everybody back that they need to, especially with so many in the secondary that are going to be free agents. But Kwan Williams is a really good player. And the 49ers have had that luxury of having Kwan Williams the last few years when I don't think he was a player that anybody really even cared when he was signed originally. Important part of that defense. All right, that's it for today's show. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Be back next week. We're going to have some video. We're going to have some live look-ins at 49ers training camp. I don't know how much of a glimpse we're going to get, but we should get a lot more reports and get really too excited about some very small things that might not matter at all, but that's what this is all about, right? We've got no preseason football to get excited about, so let's watch camp practice next week right here, Locked on 49ers.